Well, well, well. Sometimes in life, ladies and gentlemen, you will be watching sports talk and you'll hear something and then it everything that you've come to know about everything and your opinions and your hot takes all of a sudden flood to the forefront and your ideas you can see them clearly you know it's like the song i can see clearly now the rain is gone the fog has lifted and i ladies and gentlemen i'm here to tell you that i am right okay and let me tell you on what subject so yesterday, Roger Goodell was at his, um, I guess it wasn't his, it was Jim Kelly's a uh, pro-am for like raising money for his charity. And uh, the, you know, the press was there. So they're like, oh, this will be a good time to you know, ask the commish some uh, interesting questions. And uh, somebody brought up uh, what he thought uh, about the you know, preseason and there being four games. <laughs> And Goodell had this to say, I feel what we should be doing is always to the highest quality, and I'm not sure preseason games meet that level right now. I'm not sure, talking with coaches, that four preseason games is necessary anymore to get ready for a season to evaluate players, to develop players. There are other ways of doing that, and we've had a lot of discussion about this. So, everyone flocked to this story, right? Because, oh my God, they want to get rid of two preseason games. Well, you'd have to be an idiot, okay, to not see what Roger Goodell and the NFL is trying to do here. Okay, and it all fits into my whole story. If you haven't listened to it, go back, listen to my episode about the NFLPA, listen to the whole thing before you listen to this one. So stop what you're doing, go back and listen to that because that hot take that I just did about what a week ago, two weeks ago, I don't even remember. That sets up everything that's about to happen. And this is why I love when I'm right. Because watch what's about to happen. Everybody who said, you know, oh, we're not going to have an 18 game season. That'll never happen. The coaches and the players, they'll never agree to it. Blah, blah, blah. Well, this was designed, okay, to get everyone to bite on the story. Why would he get rid of a couple preseason games? To add more regular season games, okay? And you might be saying, well, Eli, what does that have to do with your hot take about the NFLPA? Well, sit down, ladies and gentlemen, because it's story time. The reason that has everything to do with it, because... Every time Roger Goodell opens his mouth, okay, it's a calculated response. He's never saying anything because he feels like it's fun to say. He's doing this for a purpose, and the purpose is he's going to use this misdirection to get people talking about it, okay? He wants people to talk about how he wants to get rid of preseason games, and then that's our – so now it's in the talks. It's in the forefront. Now the NFLPA is going to be talking about it, and they're going to say, well, we don't want to do that because, you know, we're trying to – cut down on injury and all this stuff, right? And I'll get to that part in a second. But really what's happening is he's using this as like a catalyst to start the conversation. Because what they can do now is if they take two preseason games away and make it an 18 regular season, 18 game regular season, they can now charge 
two of those games that they were like basically like losing money on because no one watches preseason, so ratings are down on preseason games. They turn two games into into money, right? You take two games away from preseason, you make them two games that are aren't. Now all of a sudden, those games are worth more money. You're making more money off those games, right? Which is how the NFL wants to boost revenue. How do you think Roger Goodell? When I talked about my last podcast, how he wants that he believes by like 2023 or 2024, whatever he said, that the NFL will be making about $25 billion in revenue a year. He wants he's it's in his plan. He wants to do this. And this is this is why I'm telling you, you guys, you guys are gonna see it. It's gonna happen because of what I said earlier in my other podcast, right? They're gonna say we want to do 18 games. They're gonna dangle this little carrot on the stick, right? And then the players are gonna balk. They're going to balk, right? But then the owners and the NFL are going to go, but, but wait, 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 you didn't listen to the whole thing. You see, we play 18 games and we get more revenue off those other two games. So you guys get more of a share because we'll give you, you know, like I said in the other podcast, we'll give you like 49% of all the revenue because we're making more revenue now. And then they'll be like the players in the, in the NFLPA. No, no, but now you're, you're setting us up for more injury because we're playing two more regular season games. So there's a greater chance of us getting injured. We're not going to do this. And then just like in my other thing that I talked about in the last podcast, there'll be a long, steady silence right before they vote on the new league year 2021. They'll go, okay, we need to get this done. How about you guys? get to smoke weed, and then we'll get play 18 games and we'll give you more revenue. And then, just like I predicted, because it's all setting up for that exact movement, and if the players collapse and they agree to this, okay, which I believe they will, because I believe, like I said, if you listen to my other podcast, I believe they will sell out for weed. I believe it in my heart. I believe that they will They will. Crumble on their guaranteed money deal, deals and talks, and they will fall into this 18-game season trap, which, as a fan, you should be loving. 18-game I, I, season, heck yeah. But as a player, ultimately, you have the you have the ability right now, if they were to ask you, the league were to ask you as a player in the union to play 18 more games, you can look them straight in the face and call them hypocritical. Because everything they've said to this point about protecting players and about eliminating more helmet-to-helmet hits and the whole CTE thing, right? they immediately become hypocritical if they say, we want you to play more games. But nobody wants to talk about that, right? Because it's a misdirection play. The NFL doesn't care. They've never cared about injury. It's all been covering their ass for lawsuits. That's the whole thing. The league itself doesn't care if the players get injured. They don't care. Now, the players care, obviously. But if they fold, okay, there's, so there's two ways to look at this. If they say no and they, they have a chance to call out the NFL on being hypocritical and then flipping that in the media and saying, look, they don't give two shits about us. And, and that would be awesome. It would make them a super powerful union. But again, we're talking about the NFLPA. Do you understand how dumb they are? They're the worst union in sports. The worst. So what's going to happen is, like I freaking predicted, they're going to, one, pimp an 18-game schedule on them. Two, they're going to have an opportunity to throw it in their face and make the NFL look like a terrible organization because if they try to put 18 games on them, they are going to say 
in return, if they have the opportunity to say in return, you guys are hypocritical. You say you care about player safety, but now you want us to make play more games? Right? You have an opportunity. This is a golden window. But guess what they won't do? They won't do that. Because what's what the NFL has is this trump card in their pocket with the with the weed. They're just going to say, play 18 games. And they're going to say no. And then they're going to go back and be like, okay, well, um, if you play 18 games, we'll let you smoke weed. And then the players will be like, oh, oh okay. Okay, well, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Because that's the way the league is. And guess what happens when that happens? The players become just as hypocritical about player safety as they do the NFL. So they're now on the same playing field. If you balk on the whole player safety thing in order to smoke weed, guess what? You're a hypocrite, just like the NFL. And and it's and I just love it because this is just painting the picture. If you can't see this, like if they can't even see it, Roger Goodell never talks about anything if it isn't to play something, it isn't to pimp something. He wants this to happen. He wants 18 games. That's more revenue. The owners don't care about weed. I already told you that in the last podcast. And seriously, if you haven't listened to it and you've gotten this far, stop what you're doing. It explains my whole entire hot take, and it's setting this all up. But that's the craziest thing, is that this is going to happen, and it's just and it's just going to make the ownership in the NFL laugh when the players in the union balk on the initial talks, and then they... They just basically say, okay, you got us. We want to smoke weed. And then they they become hypocritical. The players become more hypocritical than the league for accepting an 18-game season and saying we want player safety because obviously you don't. You just want to smoke weed. If that's honestly what it comes down to, and I'm predicting this, this isn't, this isn't like in stone, guys. I'm just telling you. This is the prediction, and this is how I see it shaping out because – like the, like the writing is on the wall. It's it's so it's so black and white right now. You'd have to be an idiot not to see it. And the fact that they can't see it and they're about to fall into this trap, mark my words, this will happen. This is going to happen. I guarantee it. The only way it doesn't happen is if they nut up and say, okay, you guys are liars. You guys don't care about player safety. You guys care about making money, which you'd have to be an idiot not to already see that. But this just confirms them trying to push an 18-game season confirms that the NFL doesn't care about player safety and it's all a lie. And if that rhetoric got pushed by the players' union and say, look, we're going to go on strike because you guys don't give a shit about us, then you would be, you would have, they have, that's the craziest part about this whole thing is now that, that Narja Goodell said this, the players' union has all the leverage in this and they will fuck it up. Excuse my language again, but they will. They'll ruin it because of what I just said. Because they care about smoking weed way too much. They will concede the 18-game season for more money and smoking weed and maybe a little bit of guaranteed money, but that'll be on the back burner, trust me, especially when they dangle the weed carrot. And then they'll play 18 games, and then they'll be hypocritical. It's like the smartest move ever. Like, the NFL is like, they're so smart. Like, they're so smart. Like, they know they don't give a shit about player safety, but they know if they can get the players to commit about not being player safe, then it, it's a wash, and then nobody looks bad. In fact, it just makes the players look bad, and it makes them look like they just sold out, which it would happen. They would sell out for weed. So if you cannot see this coming, I don't know if you're an idiot or you just don't understand the game of football. Like if the union can't see this and they and they can see to this, they are like, write it down historically, like put it in the history books. Worst union ever. Like worst union ever. Like 
like seriously, if 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 twenty years from now you're sitting down and you're looking at this happening, and you're saying, wait a minute, the union who's supposed to represent the players and make sure they stay safe conceded to two extra regular season games, and then for what? For a little bit more money and weed? Like, come on. <laughs> like, absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe, I just can't believe it. Like, I mean, I love it because it's it's something to talk about and it's just proving my point. But if this seriously happens, like, I mean, obviously it's it, we're, we're about, you know, a year and a half away from finding out if it's going to work or not. Or about, I guess about a year. No, a year and a half, because it's at the end of 2020. Yeah, up until 2020. So we have two. We have this season and next season before they go on strike or, or petition to go on strike. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you guys all heard it here first. Like, no one, if you can't see this coming, I, I don't know. I, I can't help you. You're, you're helpless in the sports world. You, 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 don't, you don't know much about football if you can't see this coming. And that's good because I'm here to tell you about it. And you can tell your friends, like, hey, I know something about uh about this whole union thing is going to go down. And then you can sound smart. You know, you can just, like, text me on the side and be like, yeah, dude, your advice was awesome. Because now I look like a complete sports genius in front of my friends. But, yeah, I'm telling you, this is crazy. This is, like, honestly, it's great. It's great, and I can't wait to see how this plays out. Because I am just loving it. Like... Oh God, I I can't like I can't tell you how funny it is to see the writing on the wall clearly, and how the NFL is going to get what they want and trample over the players' union again, like they always do. Because one, the head of the union is such a pushover, and two, because they're the NFL, they're going to get what they want, and they're so smart. They're handling this like pros. Like, absolute pros. I mean, they should be. They're all billionaires. But just absolute pros. Love to see it. Not for the union. I love to see it for me talking about sports and this correlating to my hot takes. Anyway, um, so that was just a quick one on that. But I really want to talk about the game, what is it, game three tonight for the NBA Finals. Like, this is going to be an interesting game. I... Am excited to watch this game because there's just so many storylines. And again, I'm not a big basketball fan. I'm not going to sit here and try to give you all my hot takes on basketball. I just like watching playoff basketball because that's the only time professional basketball is interesting. But you're looking at the game right now on the Warriors' perspective, right? Clay Thompson is having a hamstring injury, he's questionable. You have Looney, who's out with that shoulder. You have Durant, who's been out, and they're so depleted, right? Because Iggy's like still half injured. He's got a bad, like a bad ankle or knee, and pretty much they're running on empty. And uh, you have a Toronto Raptors team who's pr- like pretty much they're relatively healthy. They just and they did it like they played an excellent game in in game one. But they they honestly could have lost that game too. But then you know you see the Warriors they came back again in game two and just stole the game from them. And 
Like you're just you just this is just such an interesting finals to watch because like honestly, like they don't the Warriors don't have their the best player. They don't. Like you could say whatever you want about them, but they do not have their best player. And now they're losing their best I would say their like their best defense one of their best all on defensive players and offensive players. So now they're like pretty much limited on offensive scoring of just just pure scores because now they just have Curry out there. So it's going to be super interesting because obviously I would think that the the Raptors are probably favored to win this game. I I would definitely assume that. But I wouldn't like the the Warriors have done so much in this playoff run these last two series that just surprised the hell out of me. Like they swept the Blazers and they had no Durant and Iggy was hurt for the end of it. And then they come out and then they're just like, you know, they look sloppy in game one, but they had 10 days off. Then game two, the same thing happens in the first half. Uh, Steph can't like get anything going. And then he just ignites, catches fire again. The whole team goes good and then they win. And it's, it's amazing to me that this, like what we are, I think it's more amazing to me because we were witnessing one of the greatest teams to ever play. Right, like, just think about that. Think about how many people they've had injured on their team, and yet they still win games. Like, that's so amazing. Like, they're so good. Like, like I'm not trying to be a Warriors fan. I understand. I probably come off as one. I just like. I really just enjoy watching them play. But do you understand that how good you'd have to be to be able to play a team like the Blazers and the Raptors and have a depleted roster and still win? First of all, one sweep the Blazers, and two, you come back in Game Two. Like with like your hair on fire, and and just they, they score so fast. Like they can they can quickly score fifteen points faster than any team I've ever seen in my whole life. And I don't follow basketball that well, but I'm just telling you, this series is going to go down as super interesting because not only is it setting up for the whole off season with Kevin Durant leaving and free agency and stuff, but the fact that they're able to be so good when they have pieces standing on the sidelines or injured, like it's unbelievable. Like. One, Steve Kerr, best coach in the league. I don't care who who, who you else you put up there. He's the best coach in the league, hands down. What he's been able to do and get those guys to like be motivated off the bench is unbelievable. And, and this game is going to be super interesting because now they're down. If Clay doesn't go, which I think they sh- that he shouldn't go because you're trying to save him from, from himself. Like he played... I can't, I can't remember when that was. I know it was a, I think it was the finals or it was a playoff game where he had like a serious knee injury or some kind of leg injury and he like wasn't good to go and he like played through it when they needed him to play. I mean, this was like before the whole Kevin Durant thing. And honestly, they need to save him from himself because he'll, if he like, Right now, it's a strained hamstring. So if he stre- if he goes out and then tries to play and then ends up like re-injuring it, he's done. He's done for the you know the rest of the playoffs. And they need Clay because one, he's probably one of their best defenders, and two, he's their only really prolific scorer besides Curry with Durant out. And then you're going to watch an interesting defense go down because if. Clay doesn't go, then it becomes a Steph run offense, and then you're going to see that box in one or whatever you want to call it that um, the Raptors did on him 
basically like double Steph and then just say somebody else beat us because we don't think anybody else can beat us. I mean, that they they lost that argument when Iggy hit that dagger. But I see this going like an interesting way. I, I just I just think it's gonna be extremely interesting. I think I think the Raptors are definitely favored. I think they probably can win. They should win this game. But if they lose this game, it's completely devastating to them if they lose this game because word on the street is Durant comes back Friday at Oracle for the for game four. And if that happens, then I don't see if they're in it, and if the Warriors are up two one and then Durant comes back for Friday, I think this series is over. I just don't I mean, like, yeah, he's not he's gonna be rusty coming off not playing for like a couple weeks, but there's there's just no way. I mean, all they need to do is just is just get the double team off of Curry a little bit, and then Curry can explode and Durant can like just start getting his spot back and start playing better basketball if he's healthy and if they win. If it's a if it's two two if it's uh if it's two one Raptors going into game four, then I think it's a different story. So this game is extremely important to the Raptors, and if they lose this game, I think it's over for them. Because I just don't see how, like, one, you can lose to such a depleted roster with all the talent that the Raptors do have. But who knows? I think it's extremely interesting. This game is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I would totally encourage people to watch. Like, this is going to be one of those, especially if Durant leaves, and this will be their last time seeing this team, like, you know, our last chance to watch this team somewhat together. I mean, obviously, right now he's not playing, but like just to be able to watch how good that team is, and 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 you're gonna regret not being able, to, like, once the team dissolves years from now, or even at the end of this regular or at the end of this playoff run, you're gonna wish you would have watched more because all we're gonna talk about for the next 15 years is how great this team was. So. I highly suggest if you haven't even watched one game of the Warriors, just watch them play a game because they are unbelievably good and they are just extremely, extremely fun to watch. And I, I don't know how they do it. I, I honestly don't know. I, I'm not a big basketball guy. I'm not, not 100% on it, but I, I just enjoy watching it. So yeah, definitely go, go check them out. Anyway, um, I guess I'll talk about this for a little bit. I, I'll, I'll probably do a little bit more on it. I, I got a suggestion from my brother to do some boxing stuff. And, um, I mean, after that whole, um, the Anthony Joshua fight where he got knocked out by the, uh, man, what was that? The big chubby dude. What is it? Like Reyes Jr. I think is that was his last name. And, like just pretty much turn the boxing world upside down. If you're not a boxing person, I'm not a huge boxing person either, but right now we have like with, well, with Anthony Joshua getting kind of dropped like that, it kind of puts him out. I'd still keep him in contention, I guess. But before this fight happened, we had three heavyweight like contenders who are all going to be like amazing to watch. Like you have Wilder and Fury and jo and uh, Joshua, who were all three supposed to contend. First of all, Joshua was undefeated. I mean, now that now he's not. But you had three heavyweight. Finally, the heavy like the return of the heavyweight titles back. We have great heavyweight titles. 
Wilder is a maniac. If you ever watched him fight, he literally could knock you out from the second the bell rings. Like he is a complete knockout artist. It's great for the sport because that's what everyone wants to see. Everyone wants to see knockouts. And uh, I mean, I thought it was was ultimately hilarious. I mean, when, when the underdog wins like that, like with this Reyes guy who pretty much wasn't even supposed to fight, he filled in for somebody else. He goes out there, right, and he make he he's just working. Working him, and you think what he dropped Joshua like three or four times before he actually KO'd him in the in the seventh. But he wasn't even supposed to fight. He had like I think he had like six weeks notice or something before this fight because the other guy got popped for uh, drugs or something that was supposed to fight Anthony Joshua. And this was Joshua's like debut fight on the like American side because he had been like primarily only fighting in the UK because he's uh, he's British. But he's, and and if you've ever seen Anthony Joshua or you don't even know what I'm talking about, just Google Anthony Joshua and look at his body because he looks like he's like chiseled out of marble. Like he looks like a fucking Roman god. Excuse me for my language again. But that's what he looks like. And for this big chubby dude to go out there and like just knock him around like like an absolute rag doll. It was it was pretty funny to watch. I mean, if you didn't have any like, if you weren't like a degenerate gambler and had skin in the game, and I don't know why, like, I don't know if anyone bet on Reyes, but if they did, they got a big payday. I think he was like nine hundred to one or something crazy. I, I, I'm not, don't quote me on that one, but he was like, comp, like he was supposed to lose the fight a hundred percent. Like it was just, it was just a warm up fight. It was literally is all it was, was to show, was to showcase how good Anthony Joshua is so that the American fan base could like understand how good of a fighter he was so that that would work up for him to fighting fury or wilder because those two are set to fight. I think pretty soon. Cause basically it was like the winner of those two fights was supposed to fight Anthony Joshua, but now it's like, it's like a whole mess. But anyway, I am super stoked that the like boxing is back. Like my generation has never seen good heavyweight fights. Like Tyson was really the last good heavyweight fighter, like prolific heavyweight fighter, and we're finally getting people that are not not at that level but are definitely going to be in the conversation of good heavyweight fighters. Like Wilder is unbelievable. Like that dude is a knockout artist. Just watch any of his fights, he just headhunts and he just works you. And Fury is is a great boxer. So that fight, whenever that happens, is definitely going to be something to check out. Um, I hope Anthony Joshua can come back from this and doesn't really get like, I understand this will be like a asterisk on his record, and obviously he lost now, and he's not undefeated. But Anthony Joshua is a tactician. like He is an excellent fighter, and it's a bummer that this happened to him. But again, this isn't really like a boxing channel. I'm not you know, a boxing analyst. I just think it's interesting that this whole thing happened. And I highly encourage people to go out and watch the heavyweights because they are fun to watch. It's interesting boxing. It's super cool. It's great that we have that to talk about in the sports world as well. Anyway, that's pretty much going to do it for this episode. Um, again, uh, thanks a lot for listening uh, I appreciate uh, the response I get from uh, some people out there. Uh, please, if you want to share this with some friends, my podcast, that would be great. I know some of you have, and I appreciate that. 
working on my fan base is awesome. This podcast has really taken off in the last like month that I've had it. I'm up to almost like 200 plays total, which is awesome. So thanks a lot for you guys out there sharing it with people. Again, I always say this at the end of pretty much all the episodes. If you want to do something or want me to talk about something for you, you can reach me at the rant Eli, all lowercase, no spaces, at gmail.com. Type it up. Tell me what you want me to do. If you want me to do more stuff about boxing or you want me to do more stuff about uh, basketball or baseball like we did in the uh, episode uh, yesterday, go ahead. Message me. Tell me what you want to hear. If you have a certain team, whether whatever sport it is, and you say, hey, uh, can you talk about uh, something that happened on the team or whatever. Right now, I'm just running through current events and interesting things. And like I said, totally, this whole thing is up to you people who listen because that's why I do this. I do it because one, I enjoy it. And two, I want, I want people to hear it. So if you want to me to do something for you, please reach out. Again, you can follow me on my Instagram at edk1181. My Instagram has the link for the podcast on Anchor, and you can also hear it on the seven different platforms. So if you have an iPhone, you can hear it on Apple Podcasts. If you have an Android phone, you can go on the Google Play Podcast thing and listen there. There's also seven different places you can find it, so just search around, I guess. Uh, Again, thanks a lot for listening, and I'll see you when I see you.